Hello, it's Caroline, and I'm here to tell you that the episode you're about to listen to was recorded a long time ago, back when I used Patreon, back when I ran lots of different workshops and programs that I do not run anymore, and back before the Fuck It Diet book. So if I refer to any of these obsolete offerings while you're listening, just know that even though my Patreon and other programs don't exist anymore, you can find helpful resources by going to thefuckadiet.com slash more. You can also read the beginning of the Fuck It Diet book for free from my site. Lastly, this podcast is extremely messy. And it was actually intentionally messy and unstructured because that was the only way I could inspire myself to start and continue this podcast. I needed the lowest stakes possible. And though this podcast remains very low budget and has remained messy throughout the years until now, if you want slightly more structured and streamlined episodes, listen to the more recent episodes. All right, enjoy. Welcome to the Fuck a Diet Radio. My name is Caroline Duner. I am your host here. And today and all days, we are talking about body positivity, um, normal eating, getting away from diet culture, why it's so hard to find normal eating when you've been stuck in diet culture for such a long time, other stuff that applies to those things. You know, you get it. So today is going to be sort of a freeform day. I don't have, I don't have really any cut and dry plans. This may end up being a huge mistake, but we'll just cross that bridge. I will cross that bridge when we come to it. Or we can cross that bridge while I come to it. We can cross the bridge together as we realize. Okay, let's just start. Something new that I've been doing is I've been using Patreon as a place to start up a pay-what-you-can community for the Fuck It Diet and for people who listen to the podcast and people who are on my newsletter and people who uh, want to connect with other people similarly um, similarly committed to the Fuck It Diet and to getting away from diet culture. Uh, it's totally optional. You can listen to the podcast and be on the newsletter list and read my blog posts and, and everything without being a part of this Patreon community that is pay what you can as little as $1 a month. But if you are a part of the community, you can not only connect with other people who are also part of the community, but you can ask questions to me for this podcast. So a couple more people have joined over this past week. There are no new questions from any Patreon members, so today I am not going to be answering questions. If you want to get in on it, you can join up and become part of the Q&As over on patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Caroline Dooner, D-O-O-N-E-R. And we can do awesome Q&As for the podcast, but today we're going to focus on something else. And that something else is an essay from my book that I took out of my book because it was too repetitive. I'd said it, I'd said this enough times already. So I sort of removed it and I made it um, a blog post that I just realized I haven't posted. So I'm going to read it to you. And it's called Things I Wish I Knew Before. Right here we go. 
I wish I knew that eating a lot was perfectly normal. I wish I knew that not having an appetite was actually a sign of illness. I wish I knew that the way I felt about my weight was completely in my mind and perception, based strictly on what I thought my weight meant. I wish I knew that being hungry was, oh, sorry. I wish I knew that being hungry for a big midnight meal for three years was fine. And that one day, years in, I just start being less and less hungry before bed. I wish I knew that the goal of life was not to be the most beautiful or the most admired or even the most safe, but to feel alive and to connect with people. I wish I knew that eating a whole big bowl or two big bowls, I just added that, (laughs) improv, two big bowls of rice or pasta is perfectly normal and healthy. Hello? Hello? I wish I knew that I could really, truly trust what I craved. Sometimes cake is just... Sometimes cake is just the thing, and sometimes cake is the last thing I want. I wish I knew that in the beginning I would gain weight. Then I would lose weight. Then I would gain a little weight, and then lose a little, and then gain, and then realize, oh, this is just human fluctuation. Though I do want to point out it's different from the yo-yo. It's a lot slower and less drastic and less to do with me kind of erratically eating and more just to do with seasons and time of year and different situations. Um, I wish I knew that the fuck a diet wasn't going to heal my long time chronic health problems, but also take heart that it would really lay a solid foundation for finally intuitively figuring out what I wanted and needed in order to keep healing and essentially keep food and weight out of it. I wish I knew that people would still incessantly talk and complain about weight and diets and that I didn't have to be a part of it and it didn't have to affect me as much as it did in the beginning. I wish I knew that plenty of people close to me still wouldn't understand even a few years later. I wish I knew that all foods I was scared of would lose power after allowing and eating them. Except maybe popcorn. Just kidding. Popcorn's fine. I just sort of still eat it like a monster, but everything's good. I wish I knew that confidence really was the thing. I wish I knew that even Oprah would go back on Weight Watchers. I wish I knew that four years later I'd audition for a role again in a show and immediately revert to, oh no, I'm not thin enough for this role. And whether I was wrong or right, it doesn't matter. I was wrong. I got the role. I did the role. Everything's fine. I quit again. Whatever. Moving on. (laughs) But even though people keep talking about weight and diets, it just doesn't matter that much anymore. I wish I knew that eating a lot really is the way to get to a place where your body wants the perfect amount for you and it's all just not a big deal. Oh, and there is no perfect amount or perfect eating. It's always just a scale of satiation. It always balances out. It is intuitive and it doesn't need to be strong-armed. Intuitive eating is not micromanaging hunger levels. It is letting go of conscious control over what and how much you eat. I wish I knew that we need a lot of food now and forever. I wish I knew that letting go of all the rules and all the shoulds and all the control would naturally get me to a place where I could feel and know what I really wanted to eat. I wish I knew that even when I know what I really want to eat, 
life may not always let me get the exact thing I crave and that's fine too. And sometimes like today you walk like 25 minutes in the extreme September heat to a Chipotle because that is exactly, exactly what you want. And then your burrito bowl is weirdly unsalty and you're like, God, this burrito bowl sucks. But you're starving so you eat it anyway and life goes on. I wish I knew. This is the last one in the list. I wish I knew that one day I would not be living a life where I could eat whatever I wanted. Wait, what? Oh, oh, sorry. Let me let me read what that actually says. I wish I knew that one day I would not only be living a life where I could eat whatever I wanted, but also doing pretty darn close to anything I wanted too. Yeah, I know. I mean, within reason. Within, you know, within the law and within, you know, you know what's the point of explaining? Um, that's the end of that. And I should honestly just post it and I will, but I definitely need to edit it. So I'm not posting it now. Um, and now what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through all of my, huh. I have some drafts here that, um, sometimes I've like written full posts that I was like, Oh, I'm just going to wait to post this. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. All right. This one's called the worst thing about being on a diet because this is one of the top searches that leads people to the fuck a diet. The worst thing about being on a diet. That's what people type into Google and it brings them to the fuck a diet. So let me take a sip of my water and then I'm going to, and I'm going to tell you. Okay. I need to cut that out. That was really, really long sip of water. So let me try and name what the worst thing about being on a diet is. I also, the way I actually read it was what the worst thing is about being on a diet. That's probably better. Maybe it's that you're fucking over your body's natural appetite regulation. Maybe it's that restriction will lower your metabolism and make your body more fixated on food. Maybe it's because the whole system makes you believe that any inability to stay on a diet is your fault instead of just the way your body is wired. Maybe it's that it makes you antisocial and focused on the wrong way to achieve health. Maybe it's because it makes weight an important focus of your life when it shouldn't be. Maybe because it's born of weight being an important focus in our culture. Maybe because it teaches you not to trust your natural impulses and instincts. Maybe it's because it leads to binging pretty much without fail. Maybe it's the doctors recommend, wait, what? Oh, maybe it's that the doctors who are recommending dieting don't know what the beep they're talking about. Yes, this is a fuck a diet radio, and I just did a beep. But it's because I did a, you know, asterisk, like, symbols thing, whatever. Maybe it's because dieting is recommended before other more health-affirming practices, like stress relief and rest and sane supportive movement. Maybe it's because... Maybe it's because it's a way people think they can reach ultimate control and beauty and happiness. Maybe it's because most diet foods suck. Maybe it's because you'll spend all your days hungry and think that that's healthy. Maybe it's because it's convinced you that if you can just shrink down enough, you'll suddenly be worthy to take up space, which makes no sense. What do you think the worst part about 
dieting is. What do you think the worst part about dieting is? I can't decide. What a cute ending there, Caroline. Uh, but yeah, really, guys, what do you think the worst part about dieting is? You can share it over on Patreon if you are already an insider. And if you're not, you can become one. And if you aren't and don't want to become one you can just kind of think about it to yourself and write it in your journal um okay let's see if I have any other posts that I haven't posted yet um and then and then we'll see oh my god there's so many this is so weird I actually did write all these posts when did I write this when did I write July 31st on Harry Potter's birthday. So I actually, wow, this is super weird. I wrote all these posts um, and I wrote so many in a row um, that I, wait, is this already published? Is this already published? Is this already published? Is this already published? Is it published? Uh, no, it's a draft. Super weird. Super weird. Okay, I wrote all these things I remember, and then I was like, I can't post them all at once. And then I forgot about them. That's weird. Okay. Are you still waiting not to be hungry? This is a huge one. One of the most common yet strangest things I have noticed with people learning to eat normally is that even a year into the process, they still are sort of waiting for the day when they won't be hungry anymore. They don't often fully realize it, but there is a little part of them that's waiting to be healed from their hunger, as if it's a symptom that must be cured. Part of us believes that the real goal of all of this, normal eating, is to end up losing our appetites. That's because it's so been so consistently ingrained in us that having an appetite is unhealthy and that not wanting to eat is healthy. We think that if we can refeed ourselves enough and fix our metabolisms, that eventually we'll get to a time and a state when we aren't hungry anymore. I'm here to tell you that that is never going to happen. That is also what lots of us attempted to do with obsessive intuitive eating. If you've tried intuitive eating where you really pay close attention to your hunger levels. We thought that if we were being really intuitive and we were, if that we were, we thought that if we were truly being intuitive, that we wouldn't want to eat and we wouldn't want to eat that much. That if we were really listening, we wouldn't want to eat that much at all. It's something to do with this unspoken belief that having an appetite is weak. Now, oh, okay, this is another thing that used to be in the book. And then I think I wrote two versions of it. And so I I had to get rid of one of them. Because I wrote, now I've written things in this book that might have subconsciously added to the underlying belief or hope. I've said, eat yourself to the other side. What other side? The side where you aren't as ravenous or afraid of or fixated on food. But what I really mean is eat to get yourself out of famine mode. Famine mode is the extreme biological constant fixation on and need for extra food. We don't want to live in a survival famine mode forever. We don't want to live in any survival mode forever. However, once you... Biological survival mode. We're all in survival mode, guys. Just staying alive. But biological states that are like born out of a crisis essentially you know what I mean however once you do eat yourself to the other side or get to the other side where food is just food you will still have an appetite because an appetite is a sign of health and a functioning 
metabolism. Having an appetite or wanting to eat is not weak, it's being alive and it is never going to go away. And if it does, go to your doctor because you might be dying. That's the end of the post, guys. Let's see if I have any more and then stay, stay, stay. Maybe I'll publish this. Publish. Look what you guys are inspiring me to do. I forgot I had these in the first place. Really slow, really, really slow. Okay, sorry guys, I know I'm slow. And I don't even remember when I took that long sip of water, how am I ever gonna edit it out? Let's see if this is actually a post. Uh, it isn't. It's just a title. Sometimes I have ideas and I like write little titles. And then sometimes I have um, full-blown posts. Oh my God, it's another full-blown post. Okay, this is how I'm going to end this podcast. Or this is like going to be the last section. Until next time when you guys ask me your questions. How to actually start. This is a common question. People love reading about eating normally, but they are petrified to actually do it. They think they need an eating prescription, like add one piece of bread a day or eat blank. (laughs) Wait, sorry, I need to do a better job of reading this. Like add one piece of bread a day as if that was like good instructions or eat blank amount for blank days and and then up it to blank or do blank until blank happens. That's the thing. This is not meant to look like a diet. So as soon as you want me to tell you what to do, that's part of the problem. I cannot and will not tell you what to do and what to eat. We all become so incredibly disconnected from what we feel and what we need. The answer is, can you trust your appetite? Can you rest when you're tired? Can you eat when you're hungry? Can you eat a lot when you're very, very hungry? And can you trust that kindness and patience is the only way this will work? My job is to tell you that you may be very, very hungry and that that's normal after dieting and that the only way to the other side where you're not in famine mode anymore is to eat as much as your appetite is asking for for as long as it takes. The simple answer is that you just start and you let it be messy and imperfect, and you face your fears one fear at a time, or all at once, but really, it's slower than that. You can't do it all at once. You have to take it as it comes and let it be a process. The answer to the original question of how to start is to just start. Eat the things you didn't let yourself. Stop depleting yourself with with too much of an exercise regime. Start eating carbs. Stop counting. Face your fears. Listen to your body. Understand that this is comparable to healing from a famine, which is pretty big stuff. There's no painless way to do the thing that scares you the most. But a motivating factor can and should be, this is the only way to heal your metabolism and your appetite. I'm adding your appetite. This is the only way to heal your appetite and your hungry heart. Oh, look, I already have an appetite in the next line. I do that all the time. Where I'm like, I have a really great idea. And I already wrote it. 
<sighs> All right, my friends. Again, I want to be podcasting more and more. I'm going to be reading posts. I'm going to be... I didn't go rogue today. I actually thought I was going to go rogue today and just sort of talk. Ooh, I actually do have something else that um, that is an update, but it doesn't have any big changes right now. Uh, I signed up for yoga teacher training. That's going to be October through April. And it's not to become a yoga teacher by trade. It's to have this sort of mainstream certification that kind of bridges the mind and body because that's the stuff that I already do. I'm going to be, I'm sort of just doing it so I can say that I'm a yoga teacher so I can keep doing the fuck it diet and talking about the spiritual concepts and the grounding and embodiment concepts that I already talk about, but sort of, I mean, it'll definitely expand my knowledge and it'll be helpful to, I think it'll be really nice to have the background and the training of yoga, which is a pretty mainstream thing these days, but yet still um, is in the world of embodiment and grounding and self-improvement. But uh, I also am excited to kind of take this traditionally, well, it's traditionally spiritual work, but it's become this exercise thing in America, which is super odd. Um, but makes sense based on our obsession with fitness and it's really not the point. And so I'm excited to be able to be, um, to bring it back to what I think the point of yoga is. Anyway, I mean, there are many teachers that also do that. I'm just um, excited to be one of them. Again, I'm not going to become a yoga teacher. I'm going to have it infused into the work that I already do, like this podcast and the online programs and workshops that I have. And, of course, the retreats that I've been talking about forever. I think that that'll be a really great bridge. Um, basically, yin yoga is what I eventually want to be certified in. So when I do do retreats for the fuck it diet, we can have, like, uh, nap time that we can pretend is yoga. You know what I mean. Just simple things like that. All right. Again, if you want to get in on these Q&As that I will be doing on the podcast, it's over at patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Caroline Dooner, D-O-O-N-E-R. And it's as little as $1 a month. You can cancel at any time. And the more people that get on over there, the better a community it'll be in and of itself. And of course, always being able to connect with me to ask questions for the podcast. Okay. Obviously. Okay. All right, guys, I will talk to you next time and thank you for listening and I hope that these posts were helpful. You got to hear them before anyone else got to read them. Bye.